Hi, folks, and welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Zev Nakajima again. Great to have you with us or back with us. Hope you're staying safe and virus free. Uh, most of the world is on some sort of uh, more or less severe lockdown or quarantine these days, which is, of course, the best thing to do, at least until we can get on top of this pandemic. Um, I'm actually ashamed to say that Japan's been one of the least responsive uh, countries, at least in the developed world, on this front. The government here seems to be placing immediate economic concerns ahead of common sense, which is a very short-sighted view, in my opinion, at least, because when the hospitals crash and people start losing their lives, um, particularly in a country with the world's fastest aging population, which is very much at risk, these short-term economic concerns will pale in comparison. But it is what it is. Uh, all we've had so far are very lukewarm type of um, please work from home if you can and try not to go out too much on the weekend um, types of statements both from local and national governments. Uh, the trains and the streets, not to mention offices and restaurants and bars, are still packed with people. And coupled with the fact that we're not really getting accurate and up-to-date numbers on infections and deaths, it is a pretty scary situation. Um, we here at NTI are working from home. We've also sent our office staff to work from home. And we basically just don't go out at all, except for essential shopping and so forth. Um, so a bit of cabin fever, but it does seem like most of our foreigner acquaintances here, at least, uh, are doing the same. I wish I could say the same thing for the typical Japanese person, but that is unfortunately not the case. Um, which, again, I personally find to be very short-sighted, uh, but one can only do their best, I guess. And being stuck at home is, of course, an excellent time to catch up on reading, studying, resting, communicating with various people that we rarely have the time uh, to communicate with mainly our families, but also just like-minded individuals. So probably a good time to remind you all that we'll be holding our second webinar soon. And we need to know which days and times are most convenient for you and which topics you'd like us to cover the most. And of course, also to receive your questions in advance. So if you haven't done so already, uh, take a couple of minutes to fill in our webinar questionnaire. We'll link to that again in the show notes. And let us know uh, as well as pre-register. So we'll send you the link to the webinar meeting space as soon as the day and times are announced. Okay, now, regardless, as property buyers and for many of us as investors, as much as we wish for the crisis to be over, the best thing we could do in times of crisis, any crisis really, is to see how it's affecting the markets that we're active in and how we can capitalize on any opportunities that arise in it. So here, there are quite a few interesting factors to observe. Firstly, what has happened is that the Olympics have finally been postponed to 2021, and that's kicked off a bit of a panic among guest house and Airbnb type accommodation owners and operators who have already had most of their bookings canceled for the next few months and are now looking at cancellations as far ahead as September or October. Uh, obviously, the ones among them who are mortgaged or otherwise uh, depend on this business income for survival are not doing very well now. And many of them are actively looking to sell, particularly in Tokyo. So excellent chance for anyone who's had their eye on an older style house in Tokyo or some of the other big cities in the country. If you hop onto some of the Airbnb and guest house operator groups or forums on the internet, or even try to contact these people directly via their accommodation booking pages and websites, and we already have quite a few clients who are doing exactly that, there may just be excellent deals available out there. And you could be helping some, someone who's actually facing bankruptcy or otherwise very serious uh, financial hardship at the same time. So win-win situation for both parties. Aside from that, um, we're seeing some serious price drops all over the country, not only in Tokyo and not only for hospitality type properties, but all across the board, and particularly on the more affordable end of the scale. So 
investment properties that we've mentioned here time and time again. So um, profiles like smaller, older mansion units or condos, small residential buildings, which are usually the bread and butter type of properties for anyone active in Japan's real estate investment arena. And this is, to our analysis at least, a combination of a few factors. So the first is, again, people just being short-sighted. So they're entering a state of panic, uh, which as opposed to a healthy dose of caution and risk mitigation, panic is a very silly approach. So panic causes people to do rash things, like sell when prices are dropping and lose money, whereas caution and foresight actually help them not to purchase when prices are going up too sharply, to diversify and hedge their portfolios uh, well ahead of any crisis, and to actually buy when there's some local or global event like the current crisis, all of which basically means strategies that make money or at least minimize losses as much as possible. The second factor behind these price uh, falls is that a lot of people were waiting for the property prices peak that they thought the Olympics will bring, which was not a bad strategy generally, except that they've waited a bit too long. Not because of uh, specifically this unexpected uh, crisis, the pandemic and postponing of the event, but you can never really time a peak or a bottom, except in retrospect. So six months, say, ahead of the major global event like the Olympics should have been plenty of time for prices to go up very nicely. And in Tokyo and Osaka, they've done exactly that. So they're now, as we mentioned in the past, nearly at their 1990s peak, or at least they were until a couple of weeks ago. And that's as high as they've been in about 30 years. And they've been at that level for almost a year. But greed made a lot of people wait for the last moment to pull the trigger, to sell at the very last minute which again created a state of panic for them now that the games have been postponed. So what are we seeing as a result of that? There's a large influx of deals into our deal pipes, dozens of attractive investment properties that are being listed on a daily basis in all major cities, and at prices that we haven't seen at least over the last two or four years, depending on the location. So in some cases, even longer than that. Um, just some rough examples. We're now seeing some older Tokyo studios and single bedroom apartments being listed for as low as six or seven million uh, Japanese yen, sometimes even less than that. So that's under 55,000 US dollars in some cases. And we're not talking about suburban Tokyo either. These are places like Suginami and even Shinjuku. Uh, Fukuoka properties, for example, that have rarely been available for less than three and a half or four million Japanese yen are now two or two and a half million. So again, we're talking about twenty dollars or $25,000, prices that you would never see in a city as popular and as large as Fukuoka, or at least not since 2016 or 17. And again, we're talking majorly popular areas like Ohori Park and Nishijin and so forth. Even Higashihia, which is one of the best spots in town, one station from Fukuoka International Airport and one station from Hakata, the city's main business district and transportation hub. Even there, uh, properties go as low as 3.8, 3.7 million yen, so about 35,000 US. And again, that's unheard of uh, for the last three years or so in Fukuoka. Uh, small buildings as well are going for uh, as low as 400, 500,000 US and generating about 6% net pre-tax in yield, which is super rare in Fukuoka. We haven't done extensive research on buildings in Tokyo and Osaka yet, but I'm guessing we'll see some significant price drops there as well. And again, that's all because people are impulse selling in a state of panic, which is exactly when we, as well as our clients and other investors who have a similar mindset, are stepping in. 
And by the way, so are most of the realtors in Japan that we work with on a regular basis too. So they've actually been asking us if we could ask all of our clients if they're interested in selling their properties because they're on a buying spree now. And naturally, we're not going to do that because there are um, there are properties out there available for purchase now. And these realtors are looking for a fire sale and our clients wouldn't normally be panicky types. So hopefully, at least to some degree, that's because they've been receiving good advice, if we do say so ourselves. But not just now, even far earlier when they were buying, and we're now actually advising them to buy again, that's really our bottom line today, folks. It's a buyer's market again. Now, you could wait to see how much further prices will fall. But again, similar to those people who are waiting for prices to peak and are now panic selling, the epidemic curve might flatten as the weather gets warmer or as the global lockdowns start taking effect. Um, a vaccine or better treatment might be ready sooner rather than later, or people might just get used to the current situation and stop panicking. All of these, um, all of these factors could factor in to bring prices back to normal again. Many, many things could happen that'll make that bottoming out period that you're waiting for come faster than you think. So our advice, um, as good as it may be, as it is always in this scenario, is do not wait. Think long term. Prices are already far lower than they've been for a good few years in most cities around Japan. So if you've been waiting for the best time to buy, this is it right now. Go for it. Okay, that's it from us for today, folks. Really not much else to say. Um, for any of you who have been sitting on the sidelines, again, waiting, hopefully today's episode might give you the push that you were waiting for. And for everyone else, like our clients who are already active, you know the drill, drop us a line, we'll send you some potentials for review and you can act on them straight away. Hope you've enjoyed and found some values in today's um, quite short episode. Do leave us a comment or a rating on wherever you might have found this podcast, share it with your network, spread the good word the link to pre-register and tell us what you'd like to hear about in our next webinar again is in the show notes and until next time from all of us here at nti stay safe and gambate <music>